Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we speak with Sims from Harmonious Whale, which is a Americana-infused gypsy jazz group of mandolin, string bass, and percussion. Americana-flavored gypsy jazz on full tilt is what is written on their website. Harmonious Whale combines the searing wit humor and mandolin virtuosity of vintage Jethro Burns performances, the continental panage of Django and charm of Edith Piaf-inspired vocals to create a unique musical journey. You can check more out of them at HarmoniousWhale.com. You can go there and you can see their upcoming dates. And looking at it right now, Saturday the 12th of February, they're at the Brink Lounge in Madison, Wisconsin. Thursday the 17th, they're at the Lansdowne Folk Club in Pennsylvania. On the 18th, they're at Creative Alliance in Baltimore, Maryland. Fourth, they're at the Burr Oak in Madison, Wisconsin. And there are other ones on their website as well, so make sure you check that out. Well, let's get right into the conversation with Sims from Harmonious Whale. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. My, my <laughs> pleasure to be here, man. To be here. Yeah, <laughs> virtually here. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like my life. That's going to go on my tombstone, I think. Virtually here. Right, yeah. exactly. Jesus, man. It's like everything is virtual now. <sighs> Except my kid got a deer, and uh, so they're butchering it today, and he's got to go to Woodman's. And he just said, holy cow, it's going to be a shit show at Woodman's today. Yep. You know, I mean, that's, oh, I don't want to go there. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I was there Saturday, and it was freaking busy, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they still got turkeys. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not cooking one this year. I'm going over to my uh, parents later, so that's nice. You just sit back and say, you know, of course I'll have some of that. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna make a massive blueberry pie. Oh, just cool. Like a shit ton of blueberries. It's really kind of nice. Yeah, know? it's nice. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, man. All so right. Have, so yeah. let's let's get into this. Um so you go by Sim, right? Sims. Sims. Yeah. All right. And you're with the group? Harmonious Whale. Whale. Gotcha. Cool. Why don't you kind of give us your music origin story? How did you get started in music and, you know, how it got you to where you are today? Well, uh, starting current and working backwards, I've just refined the elevator pitch. Okay. Harmonious Whale is an acoustic Americana-infused gypsy jazz trio, mandolin-driven with an outstanding vocalist and a crazy good oh vocalist and cardboard box player and a crazy good bassist. So that's us. Um, uh, but the, the backstory. Um, oh, geez. I don't know. Um, I'm like, I'm old enough to be um, just second tier of original hippies. Okay. Uh, so it was like the older brothers and sisters were the real guys, you know, the summer of love guys. I was, I was still in grade school during the summer of love. Okay. But of course the four years of high school after was like, Oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> um, so I lived out in Portland and, and uh, uh, I was just a, an idiot kid, you know, in my twenties or something, but I've, I was working in a pizza place with some real hard, the, the authentic hippies. I mean, the guys like Ken Kesey kind of guys that opened a, a pizza shop up in Portland, Oregon. And there was a woman named Cinnamon who I was just in love with. And we went to her house for a party and there was like eight guitarists and she had a mandolin and I picked up the mandolin and, uh, 
it made sense. It just, I, it just made sense. But nobody could play a lick on these. Everybody was a strummer. So they'd play all these songs. It came time for the solo. I was the only guy who knew how to solo. So I got all the solos all afternoon. And afterwards, she came up to me. And she she hardly knew I existed. Yeah. And she came up and said, oh, man, like, you make such beautiful music. You make my heart sing. Why don't you keep my mandolin? Right, right. So, you know, so I I started. And that was just I was just fell in love with the mandolin. Came back to Wisconsin to learn how to play from Jethro Burns of Homer and Jethro. We became pretty good pals. Um, and um, there's a really great picture of Jethro somewhere on my desk, but I can't find it. Um, and um, oh, well, anyway. Uh, and then I played bluegrass for a while in Wisconsin. We traveled a little bit and got out of that band. I went to Berkeley School of Music in Boston. Um, got a lot of answers to questions about how does music work and blah, blah, blah. Came back to Wisconsin, started a bebop jazz band with mandolin and violin in place of the trumpet and saxophone. And instead of piano, bass, and drums, we used a, a walking bass player and a rhythm guitar player, a la Django Reinhardt. So we used Django Reinhardt and Gypsy Jazz as a point of entrance and also a point of departure. So whenever we'd get confused, we'd come back. Did a lot of Louis Jordan, Benny Goodman, Cooler old jazz stuff, you know. Um, and this was right when some of this uh, oh, Royal Palms and uh, the, the, the bigger band swings. Oh, Brian, uh, Brian Sutton and uh, the Stray Cats, that kind of stuff. Okay. Remember, and it became this big band swing kind of stuff. And we had more of a, an acoustic band thing. So we started Harmonious Whale and um, we did an early gig down near the Coliseum here and white snake was about to go across the street um and we were setting up in the lounge of the sheridan across the street there and one guy looked at us and said and clearly it was them you know the painted on pants and, and big hair and right right having drinks before going to work and uh guy said oh it looks like a bluegrass man we played a couple a little bit and the guy said no no it's jazz on bluegrass instruments and off they went to their gig so according to white snake it's jazz on bluegrass instruments so, okay um, that was 30 plus years ago. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's weird how time flies because we just keep doing it and I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. You know, I'm the kind of guy that wants to die on stage. And if I can't do this, I mean, there's other things to do. We, we uh, run a festival called the Midwest Gypsy Swing Fest and that's been pretty successful and it's growing. So I've got my, you know, put my efforts into that, but we're still recording. Uh, I've got a new recording we're celebrating right now, a release. There's another one in the can that's going to come out later in the year. Um, so writing, recording, and touring. So we took a hit like everybody. Yeah. Uh, did virtual concerts all of um, COVID time. Did a quarantini concert. And then we kind of got away from the quarantini aspect. So we just called it Concerts Under the Oak. There's right out there out the window is a... 350 year old oak tree that we live under it's wow. pretty fantastic um so we did concerts under the oak and we haven't done one for a while but we figured it out how to stream you know blah 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 i mean like you did you know you just figure this all out you're right right um but we're we're uh we're back on the road uh come february we're going to uh, baltimore and philadelphia um march is oklahoma may and june is scotland and ireland so we're, you know, then it's then we'll be in the summer stuff, and and we all hope that this thing will be behind us. Yeah. So I don't know. You would hope. So we're still swinging the bat, you know. We're just just playing music. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. You get, you definitely are busy. That's good though, because mm-hmm. better than the the alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Down that road lies madness. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. It's it's a tricky thing. Um. Part of our story also, me and Maggie, she's a singer in the band, and uh, we have a son who's a uh, just a great, great guitar player. Um, this guy right right there. Where is that? Okay. He, is, he, he played with us a lot, and, uh, and then he's also a good metal player. He lived in New Orleans and played in a metal band down there. Then he died uh, um, in March 6, coming up to seven years ago. And it just wiped us out, you know. Oh, I bet. But, uh, but you know, shit happens all over the place, and right. some people have it worse these days. You know, I mean, it's a it's a big weird world out there. Um, but why am I saying that? Because music has changed for us from just doing it because we love it and trying to get better. 
Um, it, it brought front and center the self-criticism. I'm really self-critical as a perfectionist and mm-hmm. work it and play it and work it and play it. And, and I think it became clear that when you think of what is music, I mean, literally, what is it? It's nothing. It's this airwave. It's this ribbon of connectivity. And, and Henry is our kid's name, Henry McKenna Delaney Potthoff. So where Henry is, music is a direct link. So the more, the more pure or the less tethered you can make music and then i.e. life, you know, I mean, yeah, we all deal with going through life tethered to like, that guy's an asshole. Or, you know, that guy said to me or drive down the road and you never know what those people, you know, the guy that just cut you off. You have no idea. No, you don't. Maybe his wife's in the back seat bleeding, you know, and, right, right, and he's right. trying to get to the hospital. Maybe the guy's an idiot, you know, but what's it got to do with you? And, and we're all just here trying to lift and, and, you know, so, so that's what music now means to us. It becomes this connection to, to the other side where we're all headed. So sooner yeah. or later. I hear you. So, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that really sucks. Um, yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Flat out. I mean, you know, I mean, I was brought up Catholic, you know, and I got over it. But when I go through the tunnel to the light, I get like time out. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> really, really, you have to be that cruel, right? And, right. And apparently, yeah. I mean, that's life. Yeah. But God, you know, what a dick. <laughs> 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 I I actually had a an interview with another guy um kind of s- same situation with his he lost his son at a much younger age and he started a so like a really small kind of get together of musicians playing and now it's this big full blown thing where they're playing like at the Marcus with very famous Wisconsin based musicians coming in and just doing this whole benefit kind of thing. Who's that? I'd love to reach out. Um, it's under Joey's song is the website. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm meeting up with Paulie Ryan is a, a real good buddy. He's on this recording we should talk about. Okay. But Paulie was all over that, you know. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. So That's you know true. all about that already. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you've been doing this for multiple decades. What have you seen? change over the time for getting people to come and see you play and what have you seen that's the same one of the one of the 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 main elements to go from what we're talking about into what we're talking about talking about is the word acceptance and and you know stop your bitching and things are as they are whether you like it or not things are as they are i don't like it the way things are i mean who does the separation and the one thing that I'm, I've seen is um, I'm a firm believer that, uh, and I don't know about back in the day. That's such a just such a phrase, you know. Yeah. Whatever that means. Right. But but um, with you, you can there are really 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 great musicians um, who just aren't getting the word out, but they're killer players but they just don't want to play in public or they don't want to do the marketing or they don't want to do the, the PR. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the idea here is in this DIY world. I remember when DIY was the big, now it's IDK and, and you know, LOL. Yeah. But DIY was the first one to, to like, Oh, I get it. And guys like us, we would want to be on a label. We would want to be on a roster of agents. Yeah. You know, and and I, we have had a number of agents and, um, I kind of pissed off the agents because of saying, look, you know, yeah, get the high dollar gig and the, the performing arts centers, but we want to work. You get us a performing arts center in California. My God, that's a week driving out there and a week back. Think of all those cool clubs we could play. And, right, right. And if it's a high dollar gig, we can play these other gigs for not so high and, and increase our fan base, do what we want to do. They wouldn't do it, you know, Um so it's like a marketing thing. And I think this idea of like, um, I've always been a Volkswagen guy, you yeah. know, you don't have to be, um, who's the guy that wrote Seth, somebody wrote a book called tribes. Okay. And his approach was that you don't need 50,000 fans. You need a thousand super fans yep. and you'll be fine. So this idea this BS of like above the fold in the New York times or the cover of the Rolling Stone 
you know, we all believe that, um, or you know what the long tail is? Do you ever hear that? Mm -mm. It's like a, a graph of like up this side of the graph is let's just say, um, number of fans okay. a band has. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. You, I mean, you get people who think that they have to have gazillion fans. Okay. And we know, we know those names all day long. And then as you go down the number of fans and here's the artists, right? Mm -hmm. So you go down the number of fans, um, it, it drops, right? It's like, like this is the top and then it just drops. And this, when you get down to like the, the 5,000 fans, the 10,000 fans, instead of the millions, that list goes forever. That's called the long tail. It's an e economic term, I okay. guess. Okay. That's the long tail. That's where we live. That's where I'd like to live. You know, I mean, I used to think I, I, I really wanted a tour bus and uh, we built one and it was fun and we yeah. traveled in it a lot. But I look at these young bands coming in these tour buses and think, Jack, you're not making any money. I mean, you know, how, how, you're going to come home with a hundred bucks, you know, you, you got wife and kids or anything. Is this real? Or does all the money go to the tour bus and this and the, and the industry? So that, so I've seen it become closer to home. So getting closer to what's changed, what's not changed. Um, I believe that people still, th though, though a lot of people are sleepwalking through life and impressed with color and, People actually still say, I know it's true because I saw it on the interweb, you know, really, <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, I, I read it in the newspaper yeah. or, you know, and, and just this idea. And and even more today is like, uh, it's hunting season. There's no more deer out there because the wolves are eating all the deer. Not true. No, not true. You know, but yet information is being disseminated and it's, and we're not even going to go into these Trumpisms, you know, of like the no. false news and, and right, crap right. like that. But when it comes to music, you know, it's not a competition of who's a better band. It does it does it make you a better person to listen to it? Do you feel better listening to it? And you know, I I think so. It's kind of the same and different at the same time. Heartfelt, uh, like auto tune. You know, we all need to recognize what auto tuning sounds like. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, I was meant to put a trap door right there. Like, no, 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 <laughs> no auto tuning. Uh, my kid's really into a guy named um, Charlie Crockett. Do you know him? Mm -mm. Charlie Crockett. Okay. He's the real thing. And when you listen to like country music, it's a lot of it is auto tuned and it's got this other influences that aren't true to form. I mean, if you're going to play jazz, you have to know who Louis Armstrong was. Yeah. Flat out. Right. If you don't know who Louis Armstrong is and know the music or Lester Young, you know, the history of jazz, you can't say that you play, you're, you're disallowed. Right. <laughs> you have to know the history, you know? Um, I think any genre is like that, you know, and I, or any anything in life is like that. So anyway, Charlie Crockett's the real stuff. Okay. And, and he's becoming famous, so to speak, because he's staying true to his authenticity mm -hmm. he really plays that instrument and he really means it and he's really he's real yeah and there's so much about our art form that isn't necessarily real and auto-tune is is the culprit of it i think i've you read know? that 90 percent of the billboard charting artists there it's got to have a little bit some sort of auto-tune on their vocals even if it's slight <laughs> so if you've done that for god's sake don't admit it you know I, I mean yeah i i yeah i don't know it's like maybe before you get out there and and try and do gigs for free maybe you should practice a little bit more you know play for the neighborhood events but respect i don't know respect the art form you know i mean it just takes time to practice mm -hmm. and, and the authenticity of it. So words like integrity and authenticity. And, and the odd thing, Zach, is that it's hard to say about oneself that we exercise authenticity. Shut up. You know, <laughs> we exercise integrity. Fuck off. You know, as <laughs> if, you know, but, but it's almost like, you know, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't do it. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Um, if you can't, if it's not verifiable, it's not truthful. Yeah. You know, Opinions are thin, but um, 
so I don't know. So I guess back to the question is um, doing our own PR by talking to fans yeah. and respecting. We have a Patreon page. Um, Patreon's a really cool organization of um, finding fans, reaching out to your fans and saying, if you subscribe, almost like like a subscription series, you know, mm-hmm. then um, we will give you an insider's view. We call it the whale insider. Um, so once a month, we'll do little interviews only for our patrons. Um, I've really dug deep, you know, being a, a band that's decades old, I've got old recordings and old pictures and, you know, here we are in the mullet. <laughs> you remember the, the mullet? Age? Oh yeah. You should have seen us, man. I loved my mullet. <laughs> <laughs> lasted six months. Like, dude, you look like a dark, <laughs> Get your haircut. <laughs> but it was cool at the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, so pa- Patreon is a great example of uh, what's new, but it's kind of like, um, the guys at Devil Radio, they, they talk about their Patreon page and said that people, you know, patrons have always supported the works of Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci. And now you can support Harmonious Whale just right. like that. Right, right. So, you know, I just before we were waiting to click on here, um, our mailing list at HarmoniousWhale.com, our personal mailing list, um, has always been around three, 4,000 names. And um, I sent a note out last week and uh, I noticed that we have 10,000 names. Wow. I have no idea how that happened. Wow. Well, they sent me a note a couple of days after I sent the whale mail out that said, um, you have a high, uh, there's a rate of how many people marked it as spam. Oh, so we need to get in there and prune your list. So I'm trying to figure out how to prune the list. So some bot, and I went in and looked at the cold, they're called cold subscribers. Um, there's like emails, like, you know, just a bunch of letters at gotcha. gmail.com. Right. It sounds like bot generated. Yeah. Um, so it's gotten to that point, but, and, you know, they're not real. Um, so, you know, so for me to still believe that I'm talking to real people who really know what we do and who really like it. That, that's it. I mean, I think that that has always been the same, but how to reach them in this fast paced digital age, you know, we still can be real and um, almost like pencil and paper kind of yeah. stuff, you know, though it's digital, we can still right. be acoustic or I, th- and I somehow think that's integrity in there somewhere is, I don't know how it, how it works, but yeah. No, that, that makes complete sense. And kind of on top of that, local scene attitude. So obviously you've been playing for years and you've experienced a lot of different scenes playing in different areas. What what are the positives that you've kind of observed over your tenure as a musician of the local scenes that you've played at? Uh, the, of, of the scenes, plural, meaning as we've traveled around, yeah. it's, it's all the same. People love music it's an international language one of our favorites is a tour of taiwan we did um and they they had it it was really well organized and after every concert we'd go sign cds and sell cds and stuff and the, the taiwanese were so polite um they'd line up and this woman came up with very little english and she said i am so very very i am so very very that's all she would say and I thought, oh, rock on yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah i love that right, I love right. You. um so that's the same everywhere. What we in Wisconsin and and I live in Madison and I really like it here. Um, I think we've nurtured a really um, though though water and internet and music people believe should be free and it is. You know, if, if you really get out there, how many mm-hmm. people? Would, I do it too. You know, what was that song? Oh yeah, I mean YouTube, Spotify pandora you just go look for it right um these are real artists making a living and and i think though you can watch people turn away a really good band is playing somewhere and there happens to be a cover and people will come to the door and say oh cover no i'm not no no we're gonna go to a bar because we just want to talk well fine but supporting art um though it has its own struggle everywhere i think madison is um i don't know it's cool like in a certain way, Madison, the music, the music scene in Madison 
reminds me of the the story of Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, you, you know, just that that it's a cool little scene, and and we're kind of quiet about how cool it is here because we don't want everybody to move here. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, we see that. Yeah. It's, it's changing a little bit. I mean, if you if you're brought up in Chicago and Madison is this cool place, of course you'd go there. But you know, drive by shootings in Madison. No, not cool. And it's happening. So it's like, ah, I don't know what that has to do with music. You know, nothing really. I don't know. I said, I don't know, but, uh, but the Midwest gypsy swing fest, when I reach out to bands um, and say, look, I can, you know, I'm working on sponsors. It's not a free event. It's a ticketed event, which I, I disdain it when, um, uh, radio programmers and DJs go through the list of what's happening and say, free event, free event, free event. Oh, well, this is a ticketed event. You know, it's like, come on, you know, su- support. Right. Right. You know, keep talking about, keep the lights on. Yeah. Um, so, so don't rally to a free event. I mean, it should be, you know, the, the this band is just starting out they're not very good, but they should, they really need your support and it's free. So, you know, if you really want to, you know, if, but if it's real music with people who have done it for a while, uh, you know, I mean, would you rather have, you know, free beer or <laughs> spend a few bucks for something that's been fine crafted, you know, yeah, or, or, right. or food here, free food. Yeah. Jeez. I don't know. You know? Yeah. So, um, so, Hey, I did, you know, I, I know you have a, uh, uh, an agenda and, and some questions, but I do want to tell you about, uh, upcoming events and yeah, CD definitely. party. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to kind of flip the coin a little bit on the local scene just to see if there's anything you wanted to add that you think needs to be improved or things that you think would help musicians get better recognition in the oh. local scene. Well, you know, I think, I don't know how to say it because if, there was an organization called Jazz at Five that uh, we, we've played a number of times, and it was great gig. Uh, you know, it was a Wednesday after work through the summer on the on the square, um, and I got down and dirty once with um, one of the guys that booked it, and um, it was the idea of who should open and get less money, and who should be the headliner. And he came, it was right down to it of saying, well, they're coming from Chicago, so they're better. You know, so an out-of-town band must be better than a local band, just because. And it was it was so wrong. And, and we went back and forth a little bit. And the guy said, wait a minute, are you telling me that, you know, you think, well, one of the guys, um, he's passed away now, so no no worries. <laughs> but, but he... Uh, uh, when I said, you know, would it kill you to play some harmonious quail on the radio? Would it kill you? Right. And I'm right here, you know. I live in this town, and you're very influential as a programmer. And when you play music, you're directly helping me make a living doing this. So I'm not driving cab for Union Cab 242-2000 or, or you know, flagging burgers or something. Right. We're able to make music. You have a touch. You have your fingerprint on that. And he got really confused, and he said – do you really think the music of Harmonious Whale would stand up on the radio next to the other stuff I'm playing? That's exactly what I'm saying. Right. And I said, you know, when we travel around, we're that visiting band that you're talking about, you know, the famous band coming in from somewhere else mm-hmm. just because we got in a truck and drove there, you know, <laughs> come on, dig deep a little bit, brother. Listen to the music. Right. You know, it, it does it work for you. Then that's all there is to it. Right. So don't be so impressed with, I don't know with, with, with promo or, or fancy flyers, you know, that kind of stuff. So we all need to do that and make a, you know, present ourselves accurately. Um, So the only thing I would say to um, writers and reviewers and bloggers and, and club owners, mostly the people DJs um, is, um, you know, if, if, if something is of artistic um, uh, uh, level, the, the guys at the Stoughton Opera House do this. I just love them because the, f- for us, they have a wonderful list of um, uh, 
performers. And um, there, that envelope and or that flyer. I mean, it's just when you go through it, you know, there's a sleep at the wheel. There's Nick Lowe, Marty Stewart. Oh, look, you know, Richard Thompson. Oh, there's Harmonious Whale. And they they see us as that level and have come to us and said, look, just because you're local um, shouldn't mean that you're not going to play here. But if you play at a local bar every week, then we can't put you on the stage. So when we book a gig there, we don't play in Madison months either side of it. Gotcha. Um, so December 2, 2021, we're playing there. And uh, it's going to be a great gig. You know, tickets yeah. are sold. There's still some available. But it's that kind of a thing is like follow the example set by the Stoughton Opera House. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, the Austin model was that it's actually points in your favor. If you come from here instead of the opposite. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. And then you said you wanted to talk about some upcoming projects and other things. So let's kind of get into that a little bit. So we have been recording uh like crazy and then COVID hit we were able to really get into the studio and finish it up it's this recording started in the Stoughton Opera House we um went in there on an off day uh and uh set our engineer up you know way in the back and we were on stage and recorded the basic tracks and uh it has become this here, I'll take that off LP oh I'm showing it to the camera but you're not going to use the camera <laughs> I'm holding up an LP of a uh, recording called Beyond the Pale. Okay. And here's the CD. And this is really cool. I just got it's a, a digital um, uh, files. That's a USB. Isn't that the coolest? Oh, yeah. Thing? It looks like a credit card with a USB thing that can swing yeah. open well, and they can plug it into their out. computer. Exactly. So um, the, the recording is called Beyond the Pale. And we've dedicated it to um, all the mighty musicians around the globe who have been in lockdown during this era. And now that we're coming out of it, it's like, Oh, we're all going beyond the pale. We have no idea what the future will bring. And it's, um, you know, so it, it really defines beyond the pale and the official Madison release show is December two at the Stoughton opera house. So we've, though the thing has been out, um, it came out in the pandemic. So it kind of came out in a little hush or a little, you know we just celebrated it from here um but we've never had an official show or party so december 2 at the stoughton opera house is uh, the official release we're going to play most of the songs from it um but it was a gas it was just a hoot there's some wonderful um guests on it howard levy from uh Bale black and reflect tones and oh nice Bob sternberg and, um alfonso ponticelli um, Polly Ryan from Madison and Joey's uh, Joey's concert. Right, James. right. Um, so uh, yeah, beyond the pale, and information is at harmoniouswhale.com. We all have to spell harmonious whale. H a r m o n i o u s w a i l. Right. Cool. Yeah. And I'll have all that information in the in the show notes as well, so people can go and check you guys out. Cool. Yeah, I love it. Let's see here. So so we're kind of talking about your, your current project. How many recordings do you have out now? I think 10. 10. It's okay. like, <laughs> the guy says, how many homes do you own? Uh, four or five. I'm not sure. There's that, <laughs> uh, there's that little mansion on the island. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think we have 10. The first one, you know how that is? Do you count the very first one or not? It, there's things about it that I don't yeah, like. Yeah, I would think so. But it's, I would think it so. starts. So it. I should go. Yeah, it really. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's ten. Okay. Or eleven. And <laughs> what do you think you've learned over those ten or eleven albums that's improved as you've gone from album to album? The the after this first one we had talked about the the first real one is called Airborne, and um, uh, as we were kind of listening to the tracks and thinking, do we want to fix that? Do we like that? We kind of all looked at each other and shrugged and said, well, it sounds like us. And which then begs the question, you know, are you happy with yourself? Right. Right. Or satisfied, you know, you can always do better. Yeah. You know, and I wish that, you know, da, 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 da. 
But to me, that was a big deal. It, it sounds like us. Let's go with that. Um, um, you know, you don't want to uh, edit the hell out of it and make it cold. Right. Um, there's things, you know, there's certain f- flaps and flaws that actually make it real. Uh, the band, the band called the band mm-hmm. was my, I kind of grew up listening to those guys. And okay. I just love that stuff. And some of their stuff is there's flams all over the place, but it's so real. And they'd record in a room together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if somebody comes in a bit too early, you can't get that out. You can't edit that out. You just leave it. Right. Um, so um, I also think that, um, how do you say it? Back to this idea of like, what is music? You know, it's just this, this, airwaves and and uh, you know when you get into quantum physics and stuff there is no sound it's just a wave that's hitting your eardrums and we've got all these cool devices now to record airwaves and then reproduce them with headphones and earbuds and speakers and then it hits the ear of a human Mm -hmm. and when it hits the ear of a human it vibrates and it turns into intelligence or not or or music or so it's this you know so everything's taking place in the heads of the listener yeah it, it, there's nothing out there there is no out there it's all taking place in your head um well if um there are words that convey feelings and meanings why can't you attach attitudes and emotions and energy to those sound waves mm-hmm. it's, it's the same same um and it, it took a little while to learn that but the last three recordings we've done three or four it was clear that it was just a joyful experience it was lovely and it was people who liked each other and and uh, were making music together and 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 most of it was accepting not only what you're playing but you know you can look across the room and 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 be critical of somebody else's playing instead of accepting of it. And I think that's the one thing that we've really caught is in between the grooves. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a feeling. Oh, okay. And here's a little story of beyond the pale. Um, there's a song in there called um, just going on ahead after Henry died. I went up uh, to the UP and a little camp up there and, and made a campfire. And Henry, Henry and I really liked campfires and camp smoke. We're fascinated with yeah. it. I'm watching the smoke. Mm-hmm. So ditto, where does the smoke go? And I'm thinking about him and this song just came out and it was akin to um, uh, people from Ireland or Scotland who left home and come to the new world. They're not going to see their home or their parents again, Yeah, but they're alive. They've just done this other life. And I thought that's kind of what death is like, is that, You've just gone to this other realm, but you still exist, you know. Yeah. So just gone on ahead. So we recorded it and it was painful. I mean, to to go through the the whole process. I mean, we'd work it for a while and then just, you know, gut punch. Right. <laughs> have right to get back yeah. to it. So we finished the recording, and um, that's the penultimate song in the recording. And there's a nice bouncy little Django Reinhardt tune that kind of is a palate cleanser to, to you know, instead of the heavy. And we went to the engineer and said, you know, there's just too much space between the last song and this just going on ahead tune. Can you um, tighten that up? And he said, well, I can do that. But if you listen closely while he was mixing it, there's this long note at the end and then a little bit of feedback at the end. And it just kind of decays. And he said, everything in the computer on the tracks in the tape had played out. So there's nothing, there's no sound coming out. And there's this ring that comes out of nowhere. This like, and then it goes away. And he said, I, I have no idea what that is because <laughs> I didn't do it. Right. And it's, just, it's Henry just said, it's Henry. So we leave it. So if you really get this record and you listen really closely for the end of just going on ahead, Henry's got his little fingerprint. In there you go. Cool. Right. Very cool. Yeah. So, so that's like an affirmation that, I mean, there it is. You, you can hear it. And the idea that there's more going on here than, you know, mandolin, no yeah. microphone, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Yeah. Now, um, on the podcast, I don't know if you've heard any of the podcasts yet, but I put the artist's songs, some of their songs on the podcast. So if you want to put any, put that song or any other songs that people can kind of get a, a listen. Cool. Yeah. If you want to. I think Beyond the Pale being the title track 
and uh, the Mama Awards just happened. Okay. Madison Area Music Association and um, Beyond the Pale, the song Beyond the Pale won Jazz Song of the Year. Okay. And uh, and, and the album won Jazz Recording of the Year. Congratulations. So, Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, the mamas are great guys. 30 days out on the road. Another one is this just going on ahead tune. It would be. Beside you, we never 
back We're all just going home Now there's no going backwards There's no yearning for instead Now I'm not gone forever So who's who's everybody in in Harmonious Whale? Who are the people? What are they? Who what do they play? Just kind of give us a little rundown. Sure, um, I play mandolin, electric mandolin, gypsy guitar. Uh, I have an old 1937 Gibson tenor guitar, which I've got to tune to an octave mandolin and ukulele. Okay, and uh, uh, and I sing. And Maggie Delaney Pothoff is the singer and um percussionist and uh she's a singer extraordinaire um and and she's destined to be the 2022 uh female vocalist of the year she's never gotten it and it's it's so like what so (laughs) so we're we're gonna roll up our sleeves and really you know get involved with the mamas and have maggie be the 2022 female vocalist of the year and jeff weiss jeff weiss is our bass player uh, he's an upright player, student of Richard Davis of Madison fame. Okay. Um, so we've been pals for 10 years or so. And, uh, Jeff plays upright and electric, and he's playing a five-string electric. And because we don't have a guitarist, we were a quartet and a, and a quintet at certain times, but we had guitarists. And um, the last time a guitarist bailed on a, did, did a non-harmonious bail on a, on a tour, um, it was not cool. He just said, I just don't want to go like two days before the tour. And uh, uh, he, he, his, he, he is uh, he who shall not be mentioned. <laughs> I've even forgotten the guy's name. I mean, what a, you know, what a yeah. Joke. yeah. But we had a quick meeting and thought, can we do this as a trio? And we went out as a trio and we loved the space without having the guitar in the middle. Mandolin lives kind of up there where the vocal lives and the bass is down here and there's right. all this space in the middle. And we've really learned how to use that space. So Jeffo is now looking at a six string bass so he can kind of get into that territory as well. And he's phenomenal. It's just his fingers. I've never seen anybody play bass like him. Nice. Um, and we're pals. We're just really energetically. We, we really get it, you know, uh, the, the groove is undeniable. We we feel really good when we when we play together. We're like dolphins. <laughs> so yeah, Jeff Weiss, Maggie Delaney Potoff, Sims Delaney Potoff. That's us. Yeah, I was um, about twenty years ago. I went and saw a guitarist named Chris Duarte, and his bass player is like an eight string bass player. It's like wow, yeah, and they're they're not doubled strings. They're they're not octave separated. I mean, they're actual eight strings on that guitar. On that bass, I'm like, that's insane, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. nuts. Do you remember a Chapman stick? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's kind of like that. A lot of touch stuff. It's all you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's cool. It's very cool. It's cool seeing all people doing their art in their own way with sometimes instruments that you wouldn't think are actually out there, but they actually are right. out there. Yeah, 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 and and and, and you know to be true to yourself i mean you know a bebop cello player sure why not you know i mean <laughs> you know i mean i think it's anything like that is a, you know a bluegrass piano player sure why, sure, not? why not yeah absolutely you know, really. <laughs> an instrument just is an extension of you of your you know you bringing your art form to life basically so just yeah, my guy he's, he said actually for him the mandolin he called it a prop that he's an entertainer and he uses the mandolin and you know and, and um and entertains mm-hmm. people come to a show and they, they, they feel better and different and uh, right. Right. I, and I kind of, I get that, you know, yeah, uh, it should be almost invisible that your, your energy just comes through this instrument. Right. Yeah. right. With ease. I hear you. I hear you on that. 
I saw, um, I mean, you, you mentioned Levy from Bella Fleck and their drummer who uses that synth drum kind of thing in a way that is kind of a prop. He's just, you know, using that as his way of communicating. And then I got to see him play a acoustic drum set and I was like blown away. This guy was like a monster on the thing. I was just like, wow. Isn't that cool? So cool. It was just awesome. Yeah. Maggie did that. They were in, I think they were in Fort Collins or something. She and a pal. And there was a, a, you know, Fort Collins alive Thursday night show. And they were just walking around and somehow they got backstage on this, you know, a lawn public area and uh, um, future man. um, Mm -hmm. uh, What's his name? Wooten is their last name. I can't remember his first name off the top of my head. Victor's the bass player. Yeah. Victor's the bass player. Yeah, but she kind of got backstage and, and said, holy cow, that's Future Man. And he and Maggie know each other a little bit. From uh, I think we must have opened for them and okay. he saw her play in the box. And, and we're just in awe of, of the Flectones. But she watched him, the same thing. She watched him work that kit like, wow, just all over it. Yeah, yeah. just amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what? Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. It, it changes your life a little bit that, you know, if if what he is to the kit, you know, we all have something. So live your life like that and, and you know, find what you're good at and just groove on it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Share it, man. I yeah. think like 30 years ago, I got to meet the guys of the Bell Fleck. They were doing that, that Rainbow Music Series over by the Marcus a long time yeah. ago. Right. And, you know, I was, you know, early 20s or whatever, late teens when I met them. And I, I asked Future Man, it's like, well, if you're from the future, let you know, does everybody still believe in Elvis in the future? It's <laughs> still alive. I asked him if we let me let me rephrase that. I said I asked him, do people in the future believe Elvis Presley is still alive? Because you know, people still think nowadays that he's still alive. Do they still believe yeah, we're that in the, the future? over there or something? Yeah. <laughs> so he laughed what did he at say? that. He's he <laughs> laughed. He's I don't remember what he said. I probably not, but I just thought it was kind yeah. of funny that he was joking around with everybody. He's just a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those guys are awesome. Bela too. Bela's yeah. I mean, he's these guys are the real, the real thing. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. Victor That's, was uh, what was he doing? He was playing bass and riding a a unicycle at the same time at that concert too. <laughs> <laughs> of course he was. Of course he was. <laughs> God, yeah, man. That's oh. funny. As I'm wrapping this up, I only have a few more questions for you. The first one is work-life balance. Do you have problems with that, or you got that pretty much under control now? Work-life? Um, well, I'm a list guy. I mean, I have, you know, I have I have books. Okay. And, you know, and it's got lists, and I've learned how to, um, you know, look at how much time I have today, make a list. And uh, and then d- designate a certain amount of time to each of these tasks. Okay. And uh, and then and then watch your clock. You know. So I really I, I believe in lists. So you know, um, uh, my Kawasaki dirt bike has just been fixed down at Suitors. So I got to go fetch that. Okay. So today's a warm day, so I'm gonna go get my dirt bike. I got to pick up the turkey from the meat guy. Um, I got to play the mandolin. I got to do these promos. You know. So. I guess I put house and, uh, you know, and family and interaction. And, you know, I've even started a, th- a little thing called uh, SIT, stay in touch. Okay. Like there's people, old friends that, you know, God, it's been years. Mm-hmm. Well, make a phone call, go have a cup of coffee. You know, I just, I just stay in touch with old friends. And, and I, I think it's important. It goes on the list, you know, and, and uh, so I guess being the list guy, I've, 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 I've got it. It's still frustrating that you can't get through the damn list. Yeah. You know, but, but what, you, you know, try as if, yeah. You know? Yeah. As if, yeah. I mean, people that do, well, that's really boring, you know, get a bigger list, man. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I mean, you can put like shave on the list. There, got that. <laughs> Yeah, Mow the lawn. All right, got that done. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I like it when September, October ro- ro- rolls around because then I don't have to put mowing the lawn on on the list pretty much anymore. 
isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Things change. Soon it's going to be shovel. Right. Uh, right. When I told you that we made our own tour bus. Yeah. Um, we'd go to, um, who was it? Kessnich in Madison was a, a restaurant supply company. Okay. I think they've closed on, but they had these really cool trucks and we bought a, uh, so they had a fleet and we bought a cube truck, you know, it was a van, but they had this big cube yep. and we just did everything to make it into a tour mobile, but it had tandem tires in the back. Okay. And so uh, when it would snow, I just drive up and down the driveway. That's good enough. There you go. There you go. <laughs> What's the difference? Right. <laughs> oh man. The second question I have for you is, what gig or gigs have made an impression on you as either an artist or as an audience member? Three come to mind right away. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't go to out and see music as an audience member and I really wish I did. I miss it. Um, and I'm, uh, I, I'm, it's kind of on the list. <laughs> go see somebody play and just sit down, you know, nurse your beer and listen to an hour or two worth of music. Um, so I, I, I don't know that I would have anything memorable other than, you know, younger stuff going to see Poco play the first time I saw a big live show, but um, um, the Midwest Gypsy Swing Fest, though it's a, a shit ton of work to do for me as the kahuna, the crowds, the audience, the standing O's um, it's, it's, it's heartwarming to watch these people loving this music. So that's always a big deal to me. Um, actually the Stoughton Opera House, it's just it's a, a cool jewel box theater and it's it's beautiful and uh um the the audience like uh oh we we i think one of the last times we played it when we took the stage we got a standing ovation what's that about you know what nice <laughs> whoa it's almost scary you yeah know? yeah what's wrong with you people uh, um the other one is um when henry died in march of um on his birthday in 2015. Is that right? Uh, I guess so. Seven years. No, no, wait, no, wait. He was born in 2015. Um, anyway, seven years ago, he, he, um, he died and we had gigs on the books, but our, we were wiped out, you know? Yeah. And I actually thought for a moment of like, all right, is this too painful? Then get yourself out of, out of the game. And I, I get it. I understand it. I know, I know a guy whose son died and, uh, and he drank himself ridiculous. And then he went out to Utah and disappeared. Whoa. You know, I think he walked off a cliff or something. Oh man. And, and you know, I understand. I, I get it. So we had a gig at the pump house in um, lacrosse, a uh, cool little performing arts center in lacrosse. And, uh, uh, we thought we got to do it. I can't afford to not. And we came back to that idea of like out of respect for, for this, this ribbon of connection between the living and the, and the, the spirit world. Yeah. Um, you have to do this and believe that every note you're creating this vibration and, and quite physically, where is it going? So respect that and, and be part of that. And man, it was one of the best gigs ever. And uh, Maggie and I were both a little like, uh, to do it you know how do you be emotional in a gig well without falling apart and we got through it and we both thought they know they all know what we've just gone through nobody knew nobody had a clue hmm. so it was just based on uh their love of music and our devotion to doing it with proper principles you know and and, and uplifting and as I, I totally remembered that that and my job was like stop being so self-critical you know that's so egoic who the fuck cares whether you screwed this riff up or not you know did it's like you know i don't know, accept it love it you know um see the beauty in everything yeah it's way too easy to, to to criticize and it was all about me me oh am i good enough oh am i you know shut up man <laughs> just you know just shut up and it and I I nailed it that day. I, I got a hold of that attitude. So since then, um, I've been trying to remember what that felt like. Yeah, do that. So, Stoughton Opera House, Pump House, Midwest Gypsy Swing Fest. Nice, very cool. As the last question is, who are you listening to right now? What's on your playlist, or what are you really um, 
what's caught your ear? Um, let's see here. I still listen to a lot of Jethro Burns. I still listen to a lot of Django Reinhardt. Um, Charlie Crockett is, is this new guy in a country vein. Um, um, though I haven't listened lately, Jake Shimabukuro was really fun to listen to, ukulele player. Um, I like, I, I just really like old school bebop. I, I really like it. Like, and you know, some Chet Baker stuff or um, old school jazz. Um, the mandolin world has changed with Sierra Hall and uh, Grisman, of course. Um, started this whole thing with, you know, really fine Neumann microphones and getting the tone. So we've become tone monsters. Um, um, so uh, Sierra Hall, or the tone she gets, Don Sternberg, so guys like that, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that occasionally. Um, what else am I listening to? We still put on some Dan Hicks now and again, you know, I mean, no, we, he's been dead for years, so he's not doing anything new that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're really, you know, musicians are, are a hard, it, it's like cooks are hard to cook for because they see right through it. Mm-hmm. And musicians are the same way that um, we're, we're hard to satisfy. We're hard to please. Um, so um that being said, I just love, especially with the Midwest Gypsy Swing Fest. So you would bring bands in and you watch people who are developing as artists and really, um, you know, working themselves through. Uh, we're talking to a young uh, singer in Paris, Layla. I think it's du- Ducos. I, I mean, it's that new of a communication that I, I, I don't get it, but I really love her stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of New Orleans guys like um, Russell Welch. Um, uh, um, Michelle Lake. Uh, so some of the New Orleans feel. I really love that feel. Um, oh, Yosho Stefan. Yosho is a bit of a. Uh, he's a, he's half German, half Gypsy. But I've never heard anybody play guitar like him. Um, he 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 and Tommy Emmanuel have some really cool stuff together. And, okay. Uh, Yosho J O S C H O Yashko Josho. Uh, he'll come back. Um, so I'm probably missing somebody. Oh, a guy from Baltimore, Michael Joseph Harris. He's got uh, he's got it going in Baltimore, and, okay. and he's really he's working it a lot. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm probably missing somebody, but yeah, but any, anybody that plays the mandolin. Yeah. Is, is my attention. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Coolest little instrument in the world. Yep. Yep. <laughs> is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to cover before I let you go? Well, one of the other recordings that we did, um, we like I said, it was a few years ago that we started putting tracks together. And um, it all of a sudden dawned on us that we had two albums worth and we were going to make it a double. I don't know what he'd do with it. Well, it became two separate projects. So we split them. One became Beyond the Pale and the other one uh, is all in the can. And we're probably going to release it sometime in 2022 okay. called Wailing All-Stars. And it's... Um, some of the past stars from the Midwest Gypsy Swing Fest that when, uh, you know, the Monday after the festival, we'd get them in the studio. So it's a list of, of heavyweights from the festival, from Yosho to Daisy Castro to um, Oli Sokolai, um, uh, Robin Nolan, Gonzalo Bagara. They've all been uh, part of the festival, and then we'd get them in the studio. So uh, that's all been on Spotify. Uh, sometime there's a release right now. I should send you the, the link for that too. A pre-save um, on Spotify for the last track called Belleville with with Robin. Okay. And you know how a pre-save works on Spotify? That you get your fans to uh, sign up for it and, pre- and pre-save it, and it all goes into the vault, into the you know Spotify list. And when it goes live, at that moment, I mean we've we've got a, a date and a time in January in early January, when it goes live, the floodgates open and all of those subscribers, it is immediately added to their library. Oh, okay. So for a moment, like, like literally three seconds, you know, 10 seconds, harmonious whale will be number one on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you can, even if it's just a second or two, we're number one. Oh, that's over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But so it really does help us 
to um, have people pre-save. And, yeah. and they're great tunes. I mean, they're, they're really well done. We're, we're really happy with it. we got a wonderful engineer. Um, and it just gets added to your Spotify library. I don't know if iTunes has anything like that or, you know, uh, Amazon Music or I don't know. the other platforms. I don't think they do. Well, no, that's not true. Because when you go to the pre-save, um, you get to pick your streaming service. Oh, so okay. they, all, they all almost have it. But Spotify is kind of the new, you know, that's the biggie, I yeah. guess. I don't know. So, And it's been great for us. Our numbers have gone from like 2,000 uh, for a long time. They're at 27,000 right now. Oh, so nice. Awesome. happening. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. If we get out on the road and can see, you know, see some people at shows, that's that's the way it goes. Yeah, I hear you. Sims, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It was such a pleasure learning about all the things you've been a part of. It's really great. You, we, should, we should close by speaking Wisconsinese. Oh, jeez, there, Zach. This has been like a boatload of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been looking for a couple of three days now for this <laughs> one. Oh, jeez. Oh. Did you see that buck? Did you see that 40-point buck? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to all you Wisconsin podcast listeners, the answer to the question, yeah, is oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much to Sims from Harmonious Whale for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed a great conversation and some great stuff from him. I know I did. And I want to say, take this moment to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to podcasts here, either on the Wisconsin Music Podcast website or listening at on CW Hip Hop, which is played on Fridays and then repeated on Mondays. And to all the great people that I've talked to over the last year and a half, it's just been a great, great experience. So I want to say thank you to all of them as well. And if you're interested in being on the podcast, I do have a guest request form, a real short form, just needs your name and your email and send that off to me and I'll send an auto email back to you asking for all your information that pertains to your organization, business or performance group. If you're interested in any of my other ventures with ZTF Studio, either mixing, recording, editing, or any other audio issues that you may be in need of, you can contact me through my studio email, ztfstudio at gmail.com. Once again, that's ztfstudio at gmail.com. And you can also check out the website at ztfstudio.com. And we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.